And on this episode of Spill the Tea with LLIB, we have the wonderful Karen Mullins. So, spill the tea on what the journey as a woman in business has been like for you so far. Pretty good, I would say. Good. Yeah, if I look back on it, I feel like it's been really good. But we were just literally chatting a minute ago off air, weren't we? And it was like, what's interesting for me, I feel like the being in business for myself is a relatively new part of my journey. You know, I was 20 years in the corporate world. And, you know, prior to then Mm -hmm. changing direction, getting into business for myself. And I think, interestingly, you know, just that sort of staying stuck Mm -hmm. for quite a while because of how I'd perceived, Mm -hmm. you know, any alternative for me being. But yeah, interestingly, if I just go back to that, the journey in business itself, I was thinking about it, you know, just obviously ahead of today and thinking how those first years in particular... Mm -hmm. I think I kind of like benefited from being quite naive. You know what I mean? Like actually really not knowing much, just being so in love with what I was doing. Mm. Um, I had no clue about things like what's a landing page, even (laughs) things like an email list, you know, like I literally knew nothing. And I think one of the best pieces of advice I got from my mentor at the time um, was, you know, quite early on, so quite early on in my business journey, just a few months in, I was out in Canada at a training with Bob Proctor, who was my mentor. And he'd said to like many of us that were, you know, just starting out as coaches in the industry, he'd said, you know, you're going to think that you need to have a website. Mm -hmm. You're going to think that you need to be out there Mm -hmm. doing seminars, you know, landing pages, having a team, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. He's like, you don't need any of that. Mm -hmm. You just need to get out there, get speaking to people, Mm -hmm. go find some clients, go find people to help. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's what you need to do. Yeah, wow. and, and it's so true because prior to that, I absolutely had been thinking, right, I've got to get my business card sorted out, my branding, my website, like all of the things. And actually, I just, I took him at his word. I was like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to take that advice. And I put all of that to, to one side. And I don't think I probably had a website in my business until 18 months. Yeah. And at that right. point, I'd built a really successful business. I had clients all over the world by that point. So everything that I thought I needed, I didn't. And it was just about kind of, yeah, the basics, getting out there, speaking to yeah. people, starting conversations, networking, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, just doing all of that and not knowing, do you know what I mean? Not, yeah. not really knowing what I was doing, but trusting the process. Yeah. Just um, keeping it clear yeah. and straight to the point and not overwhelming your audiences. It sounds like that's that's what you yeah. did. Straight to the point. This is who I am. This is what I do. And this is where I am if you need me. Yeah. Um, and I think people love that. Like people love easy in terms of, how can I buy or how can I buy into this product or this service? Mm-hmm. Um, and the easier we make that for our audience, the more people, yeah, will click that button to work with us. Definitely. I love that. Definitely. Yeah. And I think people pick up. I think for me, a big part of it as well was it was so important for me to be like a product of my product, mm, you know, yeah. so I was very much using the material that I would be leading my clients mm-hmm. through. Like I was using that on me to grow my business, mm-hmm. you know, sort of really kind of like practicing, I guess, what I was preaching. And I think people sense that as well. And so ironically, you know, if I then look back at sort of that journey in business, those first few years, as I say, I think from a place of probably ignorance and naivety more than anything else <laughs> of just getting out there and like just doing what I loved and being so passionate about it, kind of built you know, what then became really quite a successful business and where it then got interesting was sort of then where you can then start to get a little bit more in your own head and a little bit Mm. more into that kind of, right, now I've got to scale. Now I've got to get to that next level. And that is then where you get into 
you know, well, for me anyway, Facebook ads and landing pages mm. and sales funnels mm. and email, you know, all of that. Mm. And interestingly, I think, again, looking back, a big learning for me, maybe I'm kind of jumping ahead a bit here, but like one of the learnings I think was was sort of not to lose yourself in that. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. that's absolutely spot on. I love the fact that, you know, you've, you've stayed with the passion mm. and you've not been sidetracked. You've not given energy to a website. You've not given energy mm. to, you know, the branding. And um, I'm sure everything looked amazing anyway, but you've been able to stay on track of what it is that you wanted to be you haven't you haven't been everything to everyone you've Mm. said this is who I am this is what I'm doing and I'm here yeah if and when you need me yeah 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 and I think that that you know when when people say about building websites think if you can always have in the back of your mind what's the point what's Mm. the purpose you know and be really brutal with yourself you know Mm. but why Mm. but why but why what's the point what's the purpose and if you can't answer that like Mm. really succinctly then maybe at the moment there isn't a point or a purpose and it's just a thing that you think you should be doing yeah that I think that's key isn't it because it's so easy I mean I have now got a website but it's like it's so easy isn't it otherwise I think especially in the beginning of business Mm. you can get distracted by stuff like that you can spend a lot of time and a lot of money actually Mm. right on things like that Mm. and and I think this is probably it it depends on what business you're in obviously I can only speak for you know in my industry um but yeah, you could spend a lot of money, a lot of time mm. getting things like that right. But yet, is that how your clients are going to find you? Is that yeah. really like where the sales are going to come through? Absolutely. And certainly for me, that hasn't been. Mm. And I know for others in my industry, that's mm. also been a very similar mm. story. And it's not yeah. to say don't have that, of course. Mm. Like you become, you get to a point where you want to mm. have client testimonials and things like that on there. But yeah. it's just, I think it's like you said, it's really connecting mm. into what's the purpose of it. So yeah. you're spending your time and money mm. wisely. Yeah, yeah. I think. you've got incredible as well, yeah. haven't you? Testing yeah. that initial product as well, um, as cheaply as you can, yeah. you know, so that it's not setting up a business at a huge cost to yourself. Correct. What can you do with a minimum viable product? Yeah. You know, and it's it's easier if you are the minimum viable mm. product as well, isn't it? And you know, the only thing that you've lost is your time and energy and the money that that costs yeah. you to to build, you know, your your service mm-hmm. as it were. But if you've not put a lot of cost into things, you can really test out mm-hmm. what works with different and people well. and yeah, yeah mm. and tweak that to to get your offering. Mm really clear and concise yeah. we always say websites at the start of a business before you've launched before you've got your first you know customers mm-hmm. it's absolutely useless yeah. because people come onto websites and they're looking for those reviews Correct. they're looking for credibility so if you haven't got that then you know I know people say oh SEO people might come through mm. you know Google search they're going to come through but you're going to be ranked so low down because yeah. it's a new website mm. yeah. you've not had many visitors so I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We didn't have a website for leading ladies for a little while. You know, we started in a Facebook group and we mm-hmm. we had that for quite a little while. We built up that audience and then we moved forward, like you said, when we when we needed to scale yeah. up next. So can you share a pivotal moment or a challenge that you faced in your career that ultimately led to uh, valuable lessons or insights for your business journey? Yeah. And I think probably off the back of what we've just been talking about, I think a pivotal moment, that's probably a better way of putting it was that sort of progression so probably at around the three to four years in business Mm -hmm. mark like I've been in business for myself now sort of six to seven years and I think yeah kind of after I'd got past that initial Mm -hmm. stage of like wow this is like you know amazing where I'd got it to 
almost like with very little Mm -hmm. of some of the things that we're told we need Mm -hmm. to do. But then when I got to that point, which was interesting then of of kind of, right, now to get to that next level, now to scale. And then now you do start listening and you, of course, are looking to other people Mm -hmm. in your industry that are at whatever level you might now be looking Mm -hmm. to get to. Um, And I can remember certainly the the circle and the, um, you know, kind of group of people that I was Mm -hmm. surrounded by, everybody was telling me, you know, you need a sales team. Mm -hmm. So you need a sales team. You need to, you know, do it this Mm -hmm. particular way. And I I did go partway down that road. So I did start to build a bit Mm -hmm. of a team. I did start to, you know, kind of grow my business in a particular way. And I think the lesson in that for me was, again, like, but that's not how I want my yeah. business yeah. to be. Like, yeah. and, and you know, it, it's not that it doesn't work. It mm-hmm. does work. There are people that have built, obviously, like multi seven figure, eight figure businesses that way, having sales team and mm-hmm. having people. That was the other thing I'd got told, which was kind of, you have a team that, you know, again, you, you maybe bring people in that are going to come and do mm-hmm. a masterclass or mm-hmm. something with you. Your team will message the people directly that yeah. are doing it. You know, it was all about a lot of that, like DMing, sort yeah. of direct mm-hmm. messaging and then having this sales team. And, you know, I found myself doing that to, you know, to an extent, because again, it's what you should Should, do. Right. And then just got so far down where I thought, but that's, yeah, that's not how that, it doesn't feel right to me. And also thinking, and and I guess this was a lesson as well, was kind of, that's not how I like to buy or purchase. You know, like I'm always investing in myself, right? I'm always investing in myself in coaching, right? To me, given what I do, it's right. I want to be always making sure that I'm stretching myself and I'm Mm -hmm. in rooms where, you know, again, I'm going to have my mind kind of expanded, et cetera, et cetera. But if I think when I invest in programs, I actually quite like it where I just, I get to know that person mm. and I quite like it where I'll just click and pay. I don't need someone mm, kind yeah. of holding my hand or messaging me directly. Mm. You know, that sort of feeling like someone's yeah. trying to convince you yeah. to mm. buy. That's not the way that I like to do it. And so I think one of the lessons for me in that was there's so many strategies out there, ultimately. They all work because otherwise they wouldn't be strategies yeah. that people are out there mm-hmm. that have got evidence mm-hmm. to show you this is what I did. And it's so important then that you find the one mm-hmm. yeah. that resonates with you. Yeah. So Because otherwise you're going to end up, you know, I mean, part of why I left corporate was kind of, you know, there's got to be more to life mm-hmm. than this. And I was really drawn to that, like, freedom. And I wanted to do things on my terms and my way. Yeah. And I think you can see this so often with people in business, especially I think when you do get to a certain Mm. level, you know, maybe it doesn't start out this way, Mm. but then you get to a certain level and it could be quite easy to suddenly you find, you know, hang on, does my business now own me again? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so important to make Mm. sure that like, how does it feel? Like the strategy might be working, but is it what you want? Yeah. Um, And if at any point it makes you go, Ooh, like you're yeah. not going to make sales anyway, are Absolutely. you? You know, you're like, oh God, we've yeah. got to DM someone now. Yeah. Oh, like it doesn't sit right. It, it feels yuck. Yeah. You don't do it. No. And, and it becomes a barrier yeah. to sales. It needs to be something that you feel really comfortable mm. yeah. in that process with. So, you know, so that it's easy. Yeah. Um, and you're right. I think lots of people um, buy from people that they've got a relationship with in yeah. some sense, whether that's, a, a distance relationship where they've done a bit of Facebook stalking and been in, yeah. in groups and, <laughs> totally. you know, yeah. like watched and thought, yeah. yeah, you're, you're my person. You're, you're somebody that I, you know, really mm. connect with. And mm. 
you have to have that first before I think mm. somebody buys yeah. into you, especially mm. in the coaching yeah. world, because there's so many different people doing it a different way and you have to find your connection, don't you? Yeah, completely. Yeah, I like your way. So I think, <laughs> thank you. I think that is, I think that's the key, isn't it? It's like, is it congruent with you? And then know that, you know, if you look for it, you'll find it. So for me, then it's mm. become really important to look to those people where it's kind of, well, how are they building their business? Yeah. You know, and you'll find it. There's absolutely tons of examples yeah. of people out there that likewise have grown, you know, hugely successful businesses yeah. with, in, with a mm. completely different approach. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, that was a big, a big, big kind of lesson for me where you find yourself just like, no, stick to what's, you know, right for you. Yeah. Love so building a successful business often involves taking really calculated risks. Can you share a specific risk that you took and how, um, and how you approach that? Yeah, I think for me, this one, because I, I was sort of thinking, have I, have I really f- taken what feels like risks during the course of my business? And I don't necessarily feel like I have. I suspect on the outside looking into other people, it might look that way. Yeah. Mm. But maybe the way that I look at risk taking might be a little bit different. Like one of the things I always say and live by myself is, you know, you want to be making decisions from the place of your goal, right? Like from the place of that end result, from the person you intend to become, right? Like rather than making decisions, you know, kind of like from from where you are now in your current circumstances. So to a lot of people, like even just doing that can feel risky. Yeah. Um, and so I've always done that. And I guess the first time was literally when I started my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and again, I can see that, you know, for me at the time, it didn't feel risky. However, um, you know, I'd stayed in the corporate, as I say, I was 20 years in the corporate world. I'd probably spent the last five to 10 of those years feeling stuck, wanting something more. Mm. Um, every time I would think to, to, to what that could be, I'd talk myself out of it. I'd talk myself back into mm. like, no, 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 this is, safe. you know, this yeah. is safe. This Quite is a good job. This. This is, so it's very risk averse. So that's mm. kind of almost like the irony. So I feel like the biggest risk was actually just walking away from all of that, you know, getting into business for myself, backing myself, Mm. investing money in myself back then when quite frankly, I didn't have it. So I had to Mm. be be resourceful, find a way. Um, And again, especially in those early years, I would always, you know, I mean, I used to travel to Canada three, four times a year to make sure that I'd be getting, you know, into trainings with, you know, Bob Proctor, who was, I say, was my mentor at How that time. That yeah. Well, so I became um, a coach under, like underneath mm. him, if that makes sense. So as part of mm. um, his business, the Proctor Gallagher Institute, because I'd got into it from studying that material, like it just completely blew my mind. And I loved it so much that it was kind of, well, all I want to do is like, study this, listen to this. And then when I found out, huh, well, I could do this. I can teach Mm -hmm. it. I can actually train to become a mentor um, of this material. Um, I just, again, that was like, it it was that sort of, I guess, trusting your gut, you know, like I just knew, like, I just knew it's like, this is what I want to do. I'll find a way. So even though that was like a significant investment in myself, like we're talking like tens of thousands, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. I didn't have that money sat around, but it was just, I'll find a way you know, I'll figure it out. I'll find a way. And I just always, and that, that's the point, I guess, of like making the decision mm-hmm. rather than from, oh, but I don't have the resources right now. Right. Well, how can, how can I, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah. And it's always paid off. Like it's always that invest to me, that investment in yourself, 
will always yeah. pay off if you do it, you know, kind of again in yeah. the right energy. But yeah. Absolutely. So can you share three tips within your niche that you know will support any women in business who are watching this episode? Yeah. So one of them definitely that I've already kind of said, right, like make decisions from that place of, you know, that end result that you want from the person you intend to become, right? Because if we are looking around at the current circumstances that we've got, current results, and we're making decisions based on that, um, you know, and a big two that often crop up with people, it's like, well, I haven't got the time or I haven't got the money. Like you can't change anything, you know? So always make decisions, you know, from that place. That's never done me wrong if that makes sense mm-hmm. in the whole kind of you know journey and I, and I would never change that so that would for sure be one of the pieces of advice I think the second one trust your gut yeah you know that's huge and that's definitely again if I look back on any of the times where things maybe didn't work out the way that I wanted them to mm-hmm. be it's nearly always been that yeah. kind of like uh mm, I should have done what felt right for me, not what I see other people Mm -hmm. doing. Do you know what I mean? I think that's huge. So just listen to you, like make sure Mm -hmm. that you're creating something that feels good to you. Because otherwise you could have a successful business, but you don't want it just for the money or the the numbers kind of thing. Like it's got to feel good. Um, I think for in my industry, so anybody listening to this that might be in that coaching space, I think what is hugely important is like be a product of your own product, right? Like whatever you are leading other people through, Mm. it's not enough to like know it. You've got to be it. it. You've got to live it. Mm. Like you have got to like really believe in what Mm -hmm. you're doing and be walking that walk, not just talking the talk. Mm. Um, I think that's huge. Yeah. It's like authentic sale, isn't it? You know? And being authentic in that that space, yeah, is is so important, mm. especially in the coaching world, because there's so many people out there um not being authentic and you know, so we have this real issue, don't we, with the fake it till you make mm. it. And you're like, who actually out there do you really trust then? You know, people will say, Oh, I've got so many millions mm. in revenue and whatnot, and you're like, that transparency around you might have made a million, but what have you spent this this sure. year? That that's not a yeah. million pounds in profit. There's a, it's like cloak and cloak and smoke isn't screens, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, and why why if you're British, would you say you've made a million dollars because what you've actually made is so many pounds? Sure. Like, and you know, let's let's just be transparent yeah. so the and let's not dress up the fact that actually mm-hmm. business is mm-hmm. is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and each one of those sales have have been you know, really important and hard and, and have mm. been hard to gain. And I think we definitely need to step away from in that coaching industry that you can be an overnight success yes. because that's also something that's really missold to us, isn't yeah. it? You know, mm. anyone can do it mm. and anyone can be an overnight success. And I do believe that, you know, many, many people can, can do it. You know, there's nothing that, that stops anybody from doing it, but I think, the realization mm-hmm. that it's also a lot of hard work yeah. and yeah. energy that goes into that. Yeah, definitely. It needs to be there. Definitely. And I think that narrative, like just to circle back to that a little bit, where you, because there is such a lot of that, you know, kind of like you can, you can be that overnight success. And actually in the work that I do, one of the things is helping people achieve that kind of quantum leap. But mm. again, it's sort of understanding that 
yeah, be careful almost like in the way that you're putting that across because what you don't want mm. is then to have somebody that, you know, is is doing extraordinarily well, is maybe on a different journey mm-hmm. because we all start from different places yeah. that's then considering themselves a failure yeah. because they didn't get to yeah. whatever mm-hmm. level in six months or in three months. Or, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's so yeah. important. To, no, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. It's, ta- it's taken us six years to build our network and platform um, and it's been a challenge in six years, but it's been really fun. Yeah. We've enjoyed yeah. it. The only time we haven't enjoyed it is when we've, compared ourselves to other networking platforms mm-hmm. um, and once we come away from that and once we stop doing that and we just you know we we led our community with our hearts and you know our gut and what we wanted in the networking yeah. world um that's when it just all come together and it just yeah it's it's an amazing community that's so golden isn't it that idea of like you say that comparison yeah. I mean that's something you just mm-hmm. touching on that like that's something I guess I could have you know you're yeah. right like shared if I look back at the times yeah. when I've got in my own head mm-hmm. or followed a path that mm-hmm. wasn't for me is all because I'm comparing myself to somebody else yeah. like yeah. Oh, what are they doing what's worked for them yeah. yeah and that's what I mean it's too easy to lose yeah. yourself isn't it and and often, are so different. Yeah. yeah and often fear driven as well you know in those times when yeah. we start comparing mm-hmm. ourselves it's not in those times where yeah. mm-hmm. we're actually doing really well and we're yeah. really confident in mm-hmm. ourselves it's the times where we think oh God, you know, this isn't really working at mm. the moment or have I done something yeah. wrong here yeah. or, you know, sales have been, you know, poor this, this yeah. month. What, yeah. what did I what do differently? I what, yeah. what, yeah. what's, where does this come from? And it's fear led yeah. rather than, um, objectively being able to stand yeah, there and 100%. look at it. And that's when you start looking left yeah. and right and thinking, totally. oh God, what do I do yeah. Yeah. when, yeah. you know, it, so it's not from a place mm. of, um, it's not a nev comparison, yeah. I don't think is ever from a good space. No, yeah. that's true. No. You can always end up coming away feeling like less than, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the other thing is recognizing as well that, you know, we can buy into it, especially I think in the industry mm. that I'm in, you can buy into mm. that, that once you get to a certain level, that the, the growth is just like this, mm-hmm. you know, just this yeah. like always yeah. up and up. Yeah. And the reality is, of course, there's ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And things that once upon a time might have been working mm. for you, like this, I've definitely experienced this in recent years where it's kind of a model that once was working. Isn't, that, yeah, yeah, you might, well, you might change where it's like, mm. do you know what, that was great, but how sustainable is it? Like, do yeah. I want to keep doing yeah. it like yeah. that? And being okay to you know, allow for, well, okay, that might mean a little bit of a fallback in sales for a while whilst I look to build a more sustainable model or just Mm. something that fits better for where I'm at right now. And it's, yeah, it's speaking to all of that, that. isn't it? Well, one of the things that Cal does not look left (laughs) and right for at all, she is so focused, so driven, so determined to make her perfect cup of tea, her way is yeah, making the perfect cup of tea. But I'm not a no left, no left or right <laughs> at all. So our closing tradition on the show is where we ask guests how they would make the perfect cup of tea for myself or Cal. So yeah, share your tea skills with us. So my perfect cup of tea, something tells me you're going to like this one, is um, yeah, oh. tea bag. Yeah, boiling water it has to be yeah. boiling. I'm obsessive about that. So even if it's just boiled, yeah. my husband goes mad at me for this. He's like, it's just boiled. I'm like, yeah. no, it's like I want it to be like straight off the boil. I'll click it back yeah. on again. Pour, yeah, tea bag in the cup, pour obviously yeah. the boiling water on, leave it a little bit till it's starting to, you know, yeah. color up nicely. Mm-hmm. And then I do pour the milk in yes. with the tea bag so that you get the perfect yes. colour. Because to me, otherwise I take yes. that out and if it's too much milk. Honestly. Then it's I reckon like, I have to coach you in that. I reckon you're pliable <laughs> and you've got this open mindset that could Possibly. really be conducive to change. Limiting beliefs. Yes, could to change you. And so I could now coach you. Maybe I could coach in, you. 
Oh. No, I'm uncoachable. Enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm uncoachable. Sensing a close oh, mind here. Maybe we could all just focus on our own lanes yeah. and we can just not look <laughs> yes, left and right. I like we, it. Sometimes we don't need that coaching. That's okay. Yeah, um, and obviously, you know, even now, even more that I know how you make the paper cup of tea. <laughs> we love everything that you do. Um, and even across your social media, you're just constantly given so much support via reels, stories, and, you know, just that little checking in. So, yeah, truly grateful. Um, to have you in our lives and oh, on our social media you. as well yeah. and obviously on the couch on the as well couch. Yay. Yay. No, thank you for thank you so me. much for being an incredible guest thank you thank you yay